Hi, I'm Chris. Hi, I'm Robert. And we're the Film Flamers, bringing you some more bonus content. Last month, we did our top 10 horror remakes, and with fall encroaching, we decided it's time to do our top 10 Halloween horror movies. Of all time. Of all time. So I want to talk a little bit about the criteria we use to choose our Halloween movies of all time. And it couldn't just be uh, incidentally Halloween, right? It had to have been either about Halloween or specifically on Halloween. It had to look like Halloween or something. So one of those or all of those or, you know, anything like that. Right. Sort of evoke the feeling of Halloween. Just because one part of the movie took place on Halloween night or happened to have a jack-o'-lantern in it doesn't mean that it's a Halloween movie. Yeah. And, and not all of these movies are great films by any stretch of the imagination, but they're all films that we would recommend to watch with a bowl of popcorn or your bag of candy on Halloween night or Halloween adjacent. Halloween adjacent night? Yeah. That's right. Like Halloween... After Wayne. In July. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if you're feeling a little Halloweeny, these are great films for you to watch. That's right. If you're feeling nostalgic for three months ago or whatever, you just you just pop it in. Yeah. So I started last list. Uh, why don't you start with your number 10? Okay, my number 10 Halloween horror movie was Hell House LLC. It's a recent film. It came out, I think, last year. And it doesn't really take place at Halloween, but it's about a core function that every Halloween lover loves. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the haunted house. You get your group of friends together and you go to the spook that's put on and you walk through it and you're scared and like you're you know, jump scares and things like that. And this movie is all about a group of friends who are trying to build a haunted house in preparation for the upcoming Halloween. All of it's done in this found footage way. And they discovered the house they rented to build their haunted house in is actually fucking haunted. Oh, really? Yeah, it's uh, surprisingly scary. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't seen it. So, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to watch. I tried to make it through all of these films, and I, I hate to say it, but I didn't actually see one of the ones on my top ten. But I had to include it because it's like the one of the higher rated Halloween movies of all time. Um, which, you know, isn't saying much. But, I mean, it, it is. And, it, and that movie is my number ten, which is May. Ooh, I love May. Yeah, and I've heard it, and I know about it, and I read about it, and I researched a little bit. But why don't you tell us? Since you, why don't you tell us about it? Since you actually have watched it, <laughs> <laughs> even though it's my number ten, I'm cheating a little bit. Go ahead. I mean, it's sort of about this this girl in high school who's an outcast, and she is. I mean, just spooky as all get out. I have totally forgot what May's about. <laughs> So May is about this like a kind of a special girl and uh, she's uh, really shy and she's kind of, you know, uh, she's got some some issues going on. But but she ends up being a psycho and killing everyone. So that's basically May. Yeah. I mean, Angela Bettis is in it and she always looks great in every horror movie she's in. Even that terrible like TV Carrie remake that she was doing. I Mm. mean, yeah. Yeah. So what's your number nine? My number nine movie is Tales of Halloween. See, I tried to start watching that. I only got through the first two. I think there's ten tales. In there this. are ten stories in this. I only made it through two and I just shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not the best quality movie, uh, but I, I like it because I, I love anthology movies. And I like it when each anthology segment is directed by a different person. And this movie is written and directed by ten different 
people, yeah. 11 really, because one of them is directed by you know, a co-person. And each one takes place in this same town and they just tell a different story of what's going on on Halloween there. Uh, this Sounds movie, a little reminiscent of Trick or Treat, just they're, little, they're more separated, right? A little bit. And when you talk about like homage to things like Trick or Treat does, this movie does the same thing. It has Adrienne Barbeau playing a, a radio DJ, just like she did in The Fog. And there's just references to so many different horror movies. And they create such memorable monsters and villains like Sweet Tooth from the very first story in that show. So for those of uh, for those people out there like me who just lose interest after the first two, would you say that those are some of the worst or some of the better ones? The first two. I mean, the first one is my favorite. I, I think for as, as far as this movie goes, like I tend to lose interest as, as far as the show goes on. For me, it sort of blew its load in the first one. Really? But I love the first story so much. Like it's I was, just it seems so marketed towards like not for adults and not for kids, but for like the tweenagers, you know? And to me, I think it's marketed toward like me. I think it's just <laughs> a person who loves these kind of movies who's just gonna sit down and watch it and not really pay attention to how good or bad it is. It's okay to like a movie that's bad. Okay, and it, it is good for anyone that likes, you know, uh, anthologies or just has shorter attention spans and just wants to still kind of walk in on a different story. Well, that's time. certainly me. I mean, like, I, I like anthology for that reason. I mean, I I have a little bit touch of ADD and I, I like different stories in one particular movie. Okay. Well, let's talk about mine number nine, which is Halloween 3. Now, actually, we may not want to talk much about it right now because I think it's probably going to be pretty high on your list. Yeah, I think so. We can, well. we can talk about it a little bit more then. But Halloween 3 is, of course, in John Carpenter's Halloween series. But and while it was produced by him, it was not directed by him. And it is, uh, it was when they were kind of planning to do an anthology out of Halloween, have just have it take place on Halloween, not necessarily about Michael Myers, the killer. So this was kind of their first take and last take on that being separate from Michael Myers. In one way, it's uh, it's very, very Halloween because it is kind of about Halloween. It's all about Halloween masks. It's about trick-or-treating. It, it really focuses in on the fact that it is Halloween and Halloween is a huge plot point. So uh, in, in some circles, it's considered a, the definitive Halloween movie. But it is number nine on my list because I was expecting more of a Michael Myers thing. Uh, it, it just... I, it seemed cheesy. It seemed dated. I, I, I don't. I'm just I don't have stop a, you right there because I know I don't have a nostalgia boner for it. Like you. Spoiler like alert. You we're going to talk about it later on, <laughs> yeah. on the list. Okay. What's your number eight? My number eight is thirty one. Oh, it's a Rob Zombie movie, and traditionally, I'm not a super huge fan of Rob Zombie films. I love his music, but his movies are just like borderline boring to me. I like 31 quite a bit. Yeah, they're kind of a drag, like a a schlock. A dragula? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, 31 is about a group of carnies who are traveling to their next stop on the carnival circuit of course it's carnies it's freaking rob zombie that's all he does it's like it's got to be it's got to be in the 70s it's got to be carnies and it's got to have something to do with halloween that's all the movies that he makes if there's Mm -hmm. not a fucking like clown in it then i mean i'd be surprised um but this movie is about a group of carnies who get captured by uh, people who make them fight to the death in a game called 31 on Halloween night. And they are sort of 
pitted with these different foes, sort of in a running man style, you know, that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie from the 80s? Sure. Yeah. And so they have to, like, face and defeat these people and survive the night. And they sort of get picked off one by one until you're left with this most fantastic final girl which is sherry moon zombie and it's i mean it's a really enjoyable movie uh, you know it, it actually took me a su- surprising amount of time to realize what 31 meant as far as in relation to halloween are you fucking kidding me it's <laughs> like, a date <laughs> i know i like no i didn't realize like what's 31 mean and then i, I realized as soon as i asked myself that question i realized it and i felt like an idiot <laughs> Well, I sort of imagine them only playing this game on Halloween night. So you're playing the game of 31 on Halloween. And these people have like killed all sorts of people. And when you watch it, it's got like Malcolm McDowell in it playing this man who's dressed up in like Renaissance garb with a painted like French face. And they're like, ho, 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 who should we bring in next to kill them? I mean, it's just like the most ridiculous movie. But I mean, as far as Rob Zombie goes, it's his best. Yeah. My number eight is Monster House. The cartoon? Yeah. Well, it's real, well received, and it's something that you can watch with the whole family. Um, it's it's basically a living entity of a house that just basically, uh, you know, devours the, you know anything from people to objects, and and it's just it's 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 funny. It's dark. The animation's interesting. Uh, it might get a little bit take a little bit used to getting used to at first, um, but I would definitely recommend it for those of you who are a little bit more squeamish or just looking for an entry or just like just want a really laid back. You know, not too serious, you know, lighthearted Halloween movie. That's the basically the only one on this list. I've never seen it. I traditionally do not care to watch. Like, I mean, I, this is so bad. But I always say, like, I don't like kids' movies. And then I see something like Up, which really makes me feel good, you know? And I'm like, oh, I love animated movies. So I'm sure that no. if I watched Monster House, I would love it because it's probably right up my alley. I'm the, yeah, it is. And especially if you're going to watch any cartoon, you should watch one that's horror-based. You know? Oh, yeah. And it does. It's, it's a Halloween movie. And, you know, it's, uh, it's really accessible. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Uh, my number seven was Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. I have not seen that. It's a made-for-TV movie from, like, the late 70s or 80s. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I, I, I only watched this because my parents have recorded it off TV on VHS. And it's all about um, this group of guys who kill uh, – <clears throat> he's a special needs kind of guy. And they uh, find him dressed as a scarecrow when they kill him. And then a year later, they're starting to feel some guilt about it. And they start to be tormented and stalked by a scarecrow. And it turns out to be the ghost of this guy. Okay. I mean, it's it's spooky and it's, uh, you know, seasonal. And for what it was, a made-for-TV movie, I mean, it was, it's pretty good. It's pretty scary. Okay. Well, my number seven is Ginger Snaps. Oh. Or I... if you watch the film, Ginger Snaps. <laughs> it's so Canadian. It has the bacony stink of Canada all over it. Yes, and and of course it's about two angsty teenagers, which I don't. I'm I'm kind of over the whole angsty thing, but it was enjoyable to watch. It's unique in the genre as far as like werewolves and and how it's done. It's very feminist. It's very forward. I really like. I I, I really enjoyed it, and my I think my favorite 
uh, character in it is actually the mother played by Mimi Rogers. <laughs> she's <great. laughs> I, lo- I loved her in this movie. She's just like, at first she's like, okay, lame mom. But then she just goes balls to the wall and just like, okay, you guys have killed people. Let's burn down the house and move on. Let's go together. <laughs> just us girls. So, I mean, I, I love this movie. I, I saw it when it first was released on DVD. Uh, I don't think I've seen it since then, but I mean, I, I can't remember like where the Halloween comes into it. Oh, well, there's uh, the big finish is at the Halloween like uh, party for like the school and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sort of just stuck on like periods and werewolves. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. No, yeah. It was, uh, that's the only reason why she could go mid transformation uh, to hang out. Oh, because that's people right. People thought she was in costume or something or had makeup on, but she had like the werewolf eyes and she was like, she was, yeah, she was starting to look a little bit inhuman. In the words of Celine Dion, it's all coming back to me now. It's all coming back to me now. Okay. <laughs> uh, my number six movie is Hellbent. Hellbent. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, this movie came out in like 2004 and I was living in New York when it came out. So I, you know, it was like festival kind of movie, but it was one of the first movies that had all gay characters and a gay plot line. And it was a gay horror movie. And I was just like right up my alley. So I saw it like five times in a theater. And it's all about these guys going to the Halloween carnival in West Hollywood. And they just go out to drink. But they slowly get picked off one by one by this beefy, berry, uh, it's like slasher villain. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just I love the movie. It's so much fun. On subsequent viewings of it. I have found some fault in the movie. Uh, like there's very much like this mask for mask kind of thing. And it's very whitewashed and it's things that our community doesn't really stand for these days. Um, but I love it so much just for what it is. And I really want to cover this movie in our podcast, the actual podcast someday. Okay. And so, I mean, I want you to save it and watch it for just that right time. And I think that we are going to have a lot to say about it. Okay. My number six is Donnie Darko. And that's probably the least Halloween movie on this list. But it's it's such uh, – because it has to do with time, uh, he has like this, this uh, recurring kind of, uh, uh, you know, imaginary friend that's not so imaginary that is, has is his Halloween Harvey? costume on basically – yeah, the big bunny – basically the entire uh, movie. And, and everything kind of crescendos in this movie on Halloween. And so Halloween is very important as far as – as incidental as it is, it's still extremely important and has, uh, and has its little tendrils all the way through the movie, and including as close to the beginning as you can get. Doesn't it – I mean I've only seen this movie one time and I, I liked it very much. But it was one of those movies that I thought I just need to see this just the once – and as many years has gone by since I watched it, I'm starting to reconsider that. I think I need to watch this movie again. But from what I remember, it takes place over like like 28 days, right? And it's like that's spatially the time of the movie. Mm-hmm. And like it sort of culminates on Halloween, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really need to watch this movie again. I remember liking it quite a bit, and I can see why you put it on this list. Yeah, and I used to really be in love with this film, and I've fallen out of love with it a little bit, but it's it's actually, it's still singular and, sp- and a special film, and it's just, uh, it's, it's got its own major cult following. I mean, it it's still It still has uh, special showings in, you know, Alamo Drafts houses and, and special theaters around the world. I mean, it's a midnight movie made to order, right? And plus, I mean, you talk about loving a movie. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he's, like, super fine. 
Yeah, so and I'm, who doesn't like, love a, a movie that takes place in the 80s and, and actually gives a special uh, nod to Sam Raimi's Evil Dead? Hey, I certainly do. Mm-hmm. What's your number five? My number five movie is Night of the Demons. Oh. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, like... We keep throwing the term nostalgia boner around, but this is definitely like my biggest nostalgia boner, I think. When I was a young little boy going to the video store and trying to pick out what movies I wanted to watch, this cover stood out to me so much because it's it's this demon holding an invitation. And it's like, Angela invites you to a party. And I was just like, I was so frightened by that demon as a kid. And I wanted to rent that movie so bad. And I finally did. And I watched it. And I was just like, this movie's fantastic. See, I had the opposite inclination because I would always look at the and stare at the arachnophobia cover. And I have never seen it in my life. Yeah, don't And I it. always looked at it as a kid. Yeah, don't, you don't, don't, don't do it. I mean, but I mean, Night of the Demons, though, is is great it's well, all about like it's about halloween night it's about kids showing up to a place they're not supposed to be on halloween to do things they're not supposed to be doing and they all subsequently get possessed by demons well you know i, I watched tales of halloween after i watched this one and i think i turned off tales of halloween because i was already sick of just like trash and <laughs> how very dare you <laughs> I did not like Night of the Demons. I thought it was just so like, I was just looking at budgets, right? It had a higher budget than Evil Dead and Evil Dead was made like 10 years prior. And it was just like, come on, like Evil Dead could do this like with half half of your budget, like 10 years earlier with that technology. And it's like... The script is bad. The acting is bad. The, the acting effects are is bad. bad. Like, the everything is bad. is bad. And it does it and it takes itself a little bit too seriously. And that's for how okay. bad it is. I mean, it's it's okay to make a movie that is bad and to love it because it's so bad. All right. Well, watch this one with friends so you can have kind of a, a peanut. Let gallery. me just say if you love horror movies and you've loved, loved horror movies from the 80s and you've seen Linnea Quigley do her thing and return to the living dead. This one's great because she just takes a crayon and draws all over her nipples. And <sighs> it's, I mean, it's just some kind of magic. Mm, gross. That The whole scene was just like, I was like, what? <laughs> it's just so exploitation. Like, uh, it's like, does every horror movie have to have like... It was a major plot point, Chris. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gross. Okay. Number five for me was Nightmare Before Christmas. And some people debate that the Nightmare Before Christmas, of course, by beloved Tim Burton is well not my beloved tim burton but tim burton nonetheless and (laughs) (laughs) i think he could be your beloved uh no but uh, (laughs) nightmare before christmas a lot of people say is a christmas movie why you ask because christmas is in the title but (laughs) but uh we've actually gone and asked the uh the maker of this movie and he says it is a halloween movie so it is a halloween movie and that is canon i have to agree because i mean like that the opening of that movie is all about Halloween. Like, this is Halloween, right? Yeah. And he would have never even known about Christmas had he not stumbled onto it. His entire life was about Halloween. And I think it's actually, like, the highest rated movie on our list. <laughs> Both of our lists. Oh, God, is it really? I think so. It's, like, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think even Halloween is... Higher like than Night of the Demons? <laughs> None of the demons is like a zero or negative negative zero or <laughs> negative thirty percent or something. Well, there's no accounting for taste. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, what's your number four? Uh, my number four, and don't yell at me. It's not a movie. Okay, that's against the rules, and so it should be a, a special mention. I was never given the memo about rules, and I'm going to throw it in there anyway. And my number four is collectively all the animated specials. 
that come around Halloween. We are talking about the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror that comes every year. Charlie, are, it's a, the Great Pumpkin. Charlie, Charlie Brown. Brown. Yeah. And one of my personal favorites, the Garfield, where he dresses up as a pirate and runs around going candy, 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 candy. I mean, like, I just love all these things. Do you have a specific episode in mind? Of what? The animated specials. Do you oh, have a specific all of them. All of the ones one? that I just mentioned. Okay. I mean, like the Simpsons. The I mean, the Charlie Brown. I love the Garfield. I just like all of it. I, I just can't... love that you were just going off on me about how you don't watch cartoons or kids movies. And I on know, your list God. is all the collective animated Halloween specials of all time. I am a motherfucking Halloween enigma. I don't even know what to say. I will poo-poo somebody for like loving a cartoon. And then, you know, if they start to say that Charlie Brown is not a good thing to watch at Hall- Halloween, then I will completely disagree but i just i cannot i can't imagine having a halloween season or an october go by where i don't watch some of these things uh if anything i love more than horror movies it's the simpsons and my favorite thing about it is their treehouse of horror every year yeah and so i mean i just i i can't i can't make this list without adding them in and if you really wanted to like piece them all together they'd be about film length Mm -hmm. right so i mean there's a rule for that my number four is the crow now, most of this film, of course, takes place on Devil's Night, or, you know, and, and of course, Halloween is a big presence in the film as well. And of course, I think Devil's Night is the night before Halloween, or is it Halloween itself? My God, I haven't seen this film in a little bit, but it's it's a cult classic, and uh, I need to see it. I, I meant to see it this week, but I, I didn't quite make it, um, but I plan to watch it very soon, and I will be watching it multiple times in my future because it is a classic, and it has just done well. And of course, you have the tragedy of uh, Brandon Lee and... Uh, and everything that's wrapped up in this movie, the visuals, it's uh, its just so wonderful to watch and this film. You're going to come across the table at me because I've never seen The Crow. You have never seen The Crow? I'm, all I know about The Crow <gasps> I'm excited, is that it was actually. a comic book and that Brandon Lee died. In I don't it. even feel any disdain for you at all because I'm just excited for you because The Crow is just a good movie. I hope so because, I mean, like... I've been alive for a very long time, and a lot of my friends, a lot of people I know like The Crow, and I've just never watched it. So it's, it's got a lot to live up to. It's very interesting because the tone is kind of all over the place. It, it varies scene by scene. Sometimes it's like touching and a little cheesy, and then it gets very dark in another scene, you know? So it just depends on, on, on who the, the characters are in the scene, because you could have like a little girl, which is one of the main characters, and have a touching, you know, PG moment, you know, general on Disney <laughs> moment. And the next scene, like her mom's like shooting up heroin and he's like grabbing her arm and forcing the heroin to leave her body through the holes. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all over the place a little bit, but the, the, the tone that's, it, that's like the overall tone of the movie, it's so palpable. The atmosphere, you could cut it with a knife. It's amazing. It's a really good film. Okay. Well, we'll have to watch it together. Yeah. All right. So what's your number three? Uh, my number three movie is the John Carpenter classic. Halloween from like what 1977 78 earlier than that probably 79 oh really yeah so Spirit came out 78 Halloween came out 79 that's the year I was born yeah well it makes sense it all makes sense now I know it's all coming together (laughs) it's all coming back it's all coming back to me and my drag name is Lori Strode Lori's Load (laughs) I thought it was Vice Directress (laughs) Vice Directress Lori's Load there you go uh, I I um, love this movie. It's not Shushu Fontaine, like me. Now, actually, Patreon subscribers, here's an exclusive for you. My drag name is Perfecta Erecta, <laughs> and I will stand by it. And mine is Shushu Fontaine. Refer to us as such. Or if I'm not copying 
anything from other shows and I would be Pootie Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Halloween is, I mean, it, it's, it's a quintessential Halloween movie and John Carpenter has created a great slasher genre where everything that followed it has been copied to no end. And it has several successful sequels, some of which I like, some of which I don't. Uh, but that original movie is... A it classic. Just, it terrifies me. Every yeah. time I watch it, I jump and scream. And I know I get scared a lot easier than you do. But, I mean, no matter what, I could have nothing to drink and put on Halloween. And I've seen the movie so many times, I know what's coming. And every single time, I will shriek into my quiet living room. So Yeah, I just... <laughs> The, I, I get tired of the of the you know late seventies early eighties teenagers. I mean, student bodies made fun of Halloween in that way. <laughs> yeah, where there's all just kind of like way too horny, like more horny than like <laughs> even Look, reality. You were a teenager. You weren't horny as a teenager. Not like that. Not where it's like didn't like just like yeah I'll babysit just so I can have someone come over and fuck them. <sighs> I mean, okay, well yeah, I guess. But I mean, I didn't babysit either. I didn't either because I hate uh, children. I didn't really. Yeah, high school wasn't my most you know proactive we were horniest in our 20s <laughs> um, <laughs> if we're done with talking about Halloween which most people a lot of people say is the definitive I mean not only is it titled Halloween but it's an amazing film and it started it, it was the beginning of so many tropes anyway let's move on my number my number three is The Guest with Dan Stevens oh. okay it, it doesn't have much to do with Halloween uh, as far as just like in the plot who cares but it's like on or around Halloween and ever almost Almost every single scene has like jack-o'-lanterns or orange. The whole palette is like orange and black of this film. Or planning for a dance. And almost every single uh, scene in this film has something Halloween in it. And so it just feels and looks like Halloween. And it is just, it's like a, a tense, it's like a... It's like John Carpenter and like uh, John Wick had a baby or something, and it's the guest. <laughs> and the the soundtrack is great. I mean, the acting is great. The pacing is amazing. It's tense. It's uh, it's really good. it's fun. It's now, it's, it's a good movie. I saw this in the theater when it came out because I I love Adam Wingard and I I thought your next was like it's criminally underseen. It's actually yeah. fairly new. I and mean, I was the only one in the theater and it was opening day. Yeah, and I I, I love the movie a lot and I hadn't watched it since then, but I recently watched it again and it's rated 90% on Rotten Tomatoes it's an amazing movie it's so tense yeah and like what better time to have a story about just someone knocking on your door than fucking Halloween yeah I mean that's amazing mm-hmm. not to mention Dan Stevens is fucking dreamy he's yep. so good looking in this movie he's so different in everything he's on Legion uh, which is kind of horror adjacent on TV I haven't seen that yet and he to. plays like a psycho but he gets to play a lot of different kind of uh, characters on that show as well but he's he's like just like this this, this druggy kind of this, this like shy kind of like unsure of himself druggy and then on Downton Abbey he was like oh. this kind of dashing kind of accountant kind of like kind I of lawyer Dan or whatever Abbey. he was and uh you know kind of a little bit more straight laced you know and then in this he's like this this charming like but psychotic like contract killer type of character he's not contract killer but he's like you know soldier or train know, killer train killer like uh, I mean if somebody were flirting with me at a party and he smashed someone's head into a picture frame to like defend my honor mm-hmm. I'd be like hey you know what I'm just go right upstairs right now and there could easily <laughs> be a sequel to this to, to this movie because, I hope so yeah. he's stumbling away and that and that yeah well, let's not give away too much Oh, just go watch it. He's so fucking hot, guys. Yeah. So what's uh what's your number two? My number two is Trick or Treat. 
Yeah, and uh, we, we've we've already said a lot about this, so go back and listen to our uh, our main episode this month because Trick or Treat is amazing. It's a seminal classic, and you can take that seminal any way you want. Mm-hmm. What's your number two, Chris? My number two is Halloween, which we've just talked about, of course, the original Halloween with John Carpenter that we just discussed. Uh, so I guess I'll leave it at that. And well, that is my number two. And why I think would we you can put leave. that higher than the guest? Uh, just because of its it's uh, it's been around a lot longer than the guest. Its name is Halloween. It's on Halloween. Um, I see everything lines people, up. Yeah, I mean, I just I just felt like it. The guest. If you just watch one movie on Halloween. It doesn't make sense to watch the guest over Halloween itself, the movie. So That's true. I mean, if you have a group of friends together and you're like, what should we want to watch for Halloween? No one's going to pick the guest. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but if you if you pick more than one movie, the guest should probably be, be one of those Agreed. movies at least. Or you can watch it for Afterween. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm sort of sad I didn't put the guest on my list now. Yeah, it's uh, but it was a little late. You watched it kind of late in the game when you were making your list, I think. Womp womp. Anyway, enough about the guest. What's your number one? My number one Halloween horror movie of all time is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. <laughs> you don't have to make that vomity sound because all the children vomiting those snakes and scorpions and spiders will do it for you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> This movie is bonkers, everybody. It's a complete trashy mess. I mean, in a really good way. Is it? Yes. (laughs) I mean, I I can't think of a movie that embodies Halloween more than this. Really? I mean, it is all about the process of putting on a costume, picking your costume, being influenced by, like, TV to choose your costume, Mm. and, like, the sinister secrets behind it. And not to mention, we talk about in our episode on trick or treat about these old ancient traditions of Halloween. And this movie brings it into it. All these Irish people have found this place in California to make their like, that makes so th- little sense. And like only one of them had an Irish accent. Yeah. Like, but it, I mean, it doesn't matter. And I not mean, even him. <laughs> it's called suspension of disbelief. You know what I mean? And yeah. I just, I just, I love this movie. I love to watch Tom Atkins just like stand there and chew scenery. It is about suspension of disbelief because by the credits, by the time the credits were rolling, I was trying to suspend, my belief that I had actually just spent that two hours watching this movie. Uh, the opening credits when you suspend your disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> Either so, way. Yeah. If you want something easy and trashy and Halloweeny to watch, this is, this is it. You and know, I can Halloween guarantee dream. you that like the actual horror fans who listen to this Patreon thing. They're going to hate me. They're, they're going to come letters. for you. Yeah. They're going to come straight for your fucking nuts, man. <laughs> you might as well have Dan Stevens right in front of you to protect yourself because this movie is tops. Hey, I put Halloween, which you have to say, even they will agree. My number two is Halloween is better than Halloween three. I don't think they agree. <gasps> let us know. Cause I certainly don't. Yeah. Just let us know guys. Let us know what's better Halloween three or Halloween. And what mm. would you put on your list before I get to my number one? Let us know. That doesn't make any sense. Right now we're waiting for it. Okay. My number. (laughs) (laughs) We'll wait. My number one (laughs) is the definitive Halloween movie, which we also covered in this, uh, this uh, month's full episode, which is trick or treat. Of course, 
it looks and, and feels and breathes Halloween. I mean, it is a love letter to Halloween. Every aspect of it, the traditions, the rules, the costumes, the candy, everything. The spirit of Halloween is a, is a freaking role in this movie. Come on. This is the Halloween movie. Trick or treat. I have, I mean, I, I love it. It's my number two, you know, and in, in certain, I mean, there, there's just no way I can replace Halloween three. I'm sorry. And it never will. But I, I, I love trick or treat too. And go listen to our full episode on it. Cause <coughs> we, <coughs> excuse me. Hey, you know what? I have boners all the time and <laughs> some of them are nostalgic and some of them are recent, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Wait, I have a special mention. Another special mention. Didn't you do this last month? Yes, I, I did, but I feel like I feel like it needs to happen. I have a special mention for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ugh, again? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, again. Now, there's a lot of Halloween episodes for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but, well, not a lot, but at least four, right? Yeah. Or... At least three, right? Three good ones. So. Yeah. Uh, they are titled uh, Halloween, Fear Itself, and All the Way. Now, I can't speak for All the Way, but Halloween was the very first where, like, Ethan Hunt or something? Not yeah. <laughs> no, I think he's from Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan Kane, or I don't know, Giles. Yeah, his, like, his friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Came and was like, everyone that dresses in a costume is going to become the character. And Buffy became this, like... You know, 18th century, like, damsel in distress sort of thing. Yeah, I love that episode. And it was also the first episode that kind of like cemented the romance between her and Angel. Right. And so it's kind of a milestone episode. And plus, it's just fun. Like, uh, Xander gets to turn into like an army guy. guy. Mm -hmm. And that actually has returns later. Is it Willow like she turns into an actual ghost, right? Because she wore a sheet. Yeah, she goes through the walls. (laughs) That was her. She had a sexy costume underneath it, though. Yeah, but (laughs) unfortunately, uh, uh, what's her name? Cordelia did not turn into a cat because she got her costume. From somewhere, somewhere else. else. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know. That's a good episode. Okay, yeah. good. All right, my, I'm going to give you that one. Too. Yeah, but my favorite one is Fear Itself, where it's like the college years. The haunted house. Yeah, and they go into the haunted house, and it's actually like there's a lot of like character development in this uh, episode. You know, like there's like a, a thing against uh, between Buffy and, and Willow where. They're like, I'm not your sidekick, you know, and Willow's like spells are going awry and Buffy can't figure shit out. And Xander's like, uh, no one can see him or whatever because he's, you know, so it's it's just preying upon invisible. the fear. Yeah. But oh it's such a good payoff. It's actually kind of a creepy episode, but uh, it kind of has a great payoff because at the end, of course, the the monster was actual size from the from the books that they looked tiny. at the pictures that yeah. they saw and he was just like five inches tall I also like Oz's costume in that episode like every time every year if I have to go to a Halloween party or something and I'm like well I don't have time to get a costume I'll just get that hi my name is God or something yeah like that, and right? then Willow was Joan of Arc Joan of so Arc. she yeah, she had a close personal relationship with <laughs> God. God yeah this was the the pre-lesbian season what's all the way is that where they they bone uh and he turns evil? Was that a Halloween episode? No. Buffy's friends celebrate uh, Xander and Anya's engagement while Dawn engages in some Halloween mischief. So she goes off. Uh, Dawn goes off with like the the boys and with her friend, and they're trying to be cool and everything. But it turns out the boys are vampires, and they're trying right. to like. I remember. Now. And I think she was like almost about to let him bite her, and then she like staked him herself or something. So it wasn't to me. It wasn't as memorable or as good. Obviously, the better ones are the the Halloween, the first Halloween episode, which is actually in season two. Yeah. And then. Uh, I forget which season, season four or five or something. It would be um, four. Four was uh, was uh, fear itself. Uh, yeah, I don't like Dawn. 
Yeah, well, a lot of people don't. But uh, I don't know. The whole show has a soft place in my heart, which is why it's a special mention. Good. Well, I can't wait to see how you fit Buffy into our next top 10. I might not, but you never know. And I don't feel so bad about using animated specials as one of my top 10 movies. (laughs) That should have been. Okay, well, (laughs) we can reserve special mentions for, you know, the important things. Right. Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Buffy's always important. Okay. Speaking of special mentions, here's a promo for Movie Geek and Proud, a podcast that we've been listening to a lot lately. These guys are great because they cover a whole range of different kinds of movies. Every genre you can think of, they've included. Hi, I'm Rob. And I'm Sean. And we are Movie Movie Geek Geek and and Proud. Proud. A movie podcast where two gay movie geeks review current and older movies of all genres, good and bad. We also pick titles and share our opinions on films that are either not well-known or guilty pleasures. But we are proud of our taste and encourage all other movie geeks to do the same. And it's not just movie reviews on our show. We play games, trivia, movie drafts. We have guests come on and even the occasional skit. (laughs) You can listen to our show on your favorite podcast apps, including SoundCloud, Podbean, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at MGNP Podcast. And remember, every movie has at least one fan. You're so cheesy. What? How's that cheesy? And every movie does not have at least one fan. Uh, I say it does, and you can't prove it doesn't. You can't prove it does. Yes, I can. That's why we're doing this show. It's like every time you want to start with me, I don't understand. No, you can't. You can't. I'm telling you, they always have to do this. You always do this. Movie Geek and Proud, a new episode every Wednesday. Check them out. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to know what you think about your top 10 Halloween horror movies or even just your number one. Just tell us what you think about our list. Add to it. Tell us yours. Yeah, and, and making this content is super important to us. So we really want to emphasize the thank you for subscribing. Of course, if you have any ideas for top 10 lists, please tell us what they are. You can tell us on Patreon. You can email us. Chris, what's our email address? It's tiredqueens at filmflamers.com. I am always tired, but I'm never too tired to check our social media. And you can find us at the Film Flamers on Twitter and Facebook. And you can go to our website at filmflamers.com where you can get to our store, etc., etc. That's right. We are fucking everywhere. Yeah. So until the next top 10 list, guys, sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. <laughs> are made of these. <laughs> <laughs>